Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing and Arts Nova Scotia. Today, Costas Halabrezos interviews author and artist Brianna Cor Scott. Have you ever found yourself dreaming of going to a specific place? immersed yourself in stories about it and poured over images of it. Some of us never get to visit these places, which seem to inspire a profound longing. Some do, and discover they don't live up to their imaginings. But Brianna Scott had dreamed of going to Sable Island for years, and after a postponement that only heightened her anticipation, finally got there. The Fruit of That Trip is a unique book, a hardcover for juvenile readers which includes poems, facts about the wildlife and plants on the island, Brianna's painted illustrations, and cut-out paper dolls and clothes, not to mention one cut-out of a Sable Island pony. The book is called She Dreams of Sable Island. Welcome to Book Me. Thanks so much. You stick close to the Atlantic. You yes, were born in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, grew up on the coast of New Hampshire before moving to Nova Scotia. As the book shows, uh, you're an artist and a writer. I'm curious, what came first, the desire to write or the desire to make pictures? Oh, definitely pictures. I've been an artist my whole life. Um, my mom found that um, at the age of four, I could draw better than her. She was trying to draw a horse and the legs were going the wrong way. And I pointed that out to her. So she knew from a young age that I was going to be an artist. Now, what about the writing? Yeah, writing's been in the background. It's something I've always done. Um, I've been writing since high school. I fell in love with poetry and I've always written poetries for myself. And uh, I studied poetry in college. I always took poetry classes as an elective. Um, I never thought that it would be a career like this. When did you start dreaming of going to Sable Island? That started in, I think it was 2015. I have three young children, so we would visit the Museum of Natural History quite a bit. And they have a wonderful exhibit about Sable Island there. There's a, a sand table that the kids love to play with, and they could spend a lot of time at the sand table in the Sable Island exhibit. And I would just walk around and read all of the information that they had. And so slowly, over many visits, it just became something that I was obsessed with, and I would read all that I could and watch every every documentary that I could about Sable. Um, eventually, it just became that I had I had to go there and see it for myself. All right. Tell us about the day you finally got to fly there on, on one of those planes that it, lands on the beach? Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. With the crazy. balloon tires? Yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> adventure type. So the whole thing was surreal for me to, that I actually got on this little plane and went out there. But it was amazing. And I had, I had written the book already at that point or the, the poem that became the book. So as I was flying over to Sable, I was watching the story that I written come true right before my eyes. And that, that was incredible. So even from the first sight of that, that crescent shape of Sable Island? Yes, exactly. I, it was just, it was what I had hoped for. And it was what I had imagined. So it was so satisfying to just know that everything that I had dreamed really is there and really is how it had been presented and all of the information that I had researched. And it was magical. Now, what about when you actually landed? You had to get to work. Yes, that's right. So I was lucky enough to go with three photographers. So I didn't worry about taking photos. I just really sat with my sketchbook 
I, I drew the whole time I was there. My pencils were flying. Some of the park rangers were picking them up for me because I was just drawing so fast. <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was amazing. So you didn't leave any litter? No, I didn't. I picked up all the pencils. <laughs> How much did you move around the island? Uh, we were basically around the area called Main Station. Um, we didn't go too far. I, I think maybe two kilometers in one direction. Um, there's only one Jeep on the island that's reserved for Parks Canada. So it was all on foot. So as far as we could walk in the day, that's that's where we went. Now tell us about the little girl who dreams of Sable Island in, in the poems. Yeah, so the image of the girl, I used my youngest daughter as a model. I like to paint from life. And I, I like to have everything that I'm painting right in front of me. I, I don't like to work from photographs. So I just, I didn't look any further than my own children for this. I thought for this first book, I'm just going to use my own children as the inspiration. And what about the imagination of that girl? Because it is a dream. The poem is about what she imagines she's yes, doing that, out there. That's all me. The, the <laughs> imagination part is me. Um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote the poem after my first trip to Sable was canceled. So it took. I went to Sable on my second attempt. Uh, the, the first trip was canceled, and I was really disappointed that I didn't get to to see it. And uh, I was moping around my house and feeling really sorry for myself. And I don't like that feeling, so I wrote about it, and that's how I get it out of my system. I just write about things and. I ended up writing the first draft of that poem, of what I dreamed to see on Sable Island. Could you read some of that poem to us? For sure. She spends her time exploring, scales dunes and never rests, the island's voices calling from flowers, shells, and nests. The air is filled with turn calls, wild horses graze nearby, seals lounge along the shoreline, emerald sea and yellow sky. She visits all the shipwrecks stranded there by tides. She peeks in buried buildings, covered window high. It's quite an image. Thank you. And it would be very surprising for a young girl to see a building half covered in sand. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to see the buildings, but I, I had some really awesome reference material for that. In the next section of the book, though, you gently make it clear that the way the girl dreams of interacting with the wild things can't be pursued in real life. It is, after all, a national park with rules. Yes, and that was really important to me because my book is magical and it's a, a fantasy story. But um, in all my research, I got to know lots of folks at Parks Canada and Zoe Lucas from the Sable Island Institute. And it was really important to me to put in some of those facts. I wanted um, you know, kids to be inspired to learn more about the real Save Island. Now, the other aspect, which I've mentioned, is the paper dolls. Yes. Uh, They're not a new endeavor for you. You have an entire line of those products from your studio, uh, unionpaperdolls.com. They seem to uh, be a real throwback to the the pre-digital days of crafts for children. What what made you think parents would uh, turn their kids loose with sharp scissors? Well, like you said, this has been a business I've had for six years, and it was based on my passion for paper dolls as a child. So when I was little, I, I just drew my own paper dolls and I would design the clothes. And it's such a creative activity to plan a whole wardrobe. It's almost you're designing a character. So it, you know, the business has been going really well. And a lot of older folks will say to me, 
oh, kids don't play with paper dolls anymore. And I have to say to them, they do. They just haven't seen one like the way you played with one when you were younger. And if you put a paper doll in front of a kid, they just love it. They love it. They go to town. Are some parents afraid of doing that, I wonder? So, some parents say, you know, oh, my child will wreck it or tear the paper. And I say, you'd be surprised because kids know it's paper and they will respect it as paper. Is it related in any way to your rejection of computer-based illustration when you went to art school in Massachusetts? Uh, there, there might be a little bit in there about that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to school at the Massachusetts College of Art in Boston, and I had signed up as an illustration major, and you don't declare your major till your second year. So my first year of school, I would go visit the illustration department, and I was just so disappointed to see all the computers and everything was really turning digital at that time. So that, yeah, that's when I made the decision to pursue painting. When you're concentrating on painting a subject, is it a different state of mind than when you're writing a poem? Oh, I think they go hand in hand. I, I write while I paint. So when I'm working on a painting, I mentioned before that I work from life. So I might have a flower in front of me or a shell and I have a still life set up and I'm really concentrated on tracing the lines of that object with my eye and my hand. And it's a very meditative state that I get in. Um, it's very relaxing and everything else leaves my mind. I'm just there with a flower or a shell. And at that point, I can I, words and ideas come in and I can just kind of write them on the side. I have a little notepad. I just kind of jot down notes and I'll work on those further. So you put down the paintbrush? I, I have a paintbrush in one hand, and I'll just pick up the pencil, <laughs> write a few notes, write a few lines, and I come back to it later when I'm done painting. What's next for you? I have um, another book with Nimbus coming out next spring. It's called The Book of Selkie. I'm really excited to uh, work on the final artwork for that book. Well, Brianna, thank you very much for joining us on Book Me. Thank you. Brianna Corscott of Dartmouth is the author of She Dreams of Sable Island, a compendium of poems, facts about the wildlife and plants on the island, and cut-out paper dolls and clothes for good measure. It's published by Nimbus. Her paintings are often featured at the Argyle Fine Art Gallery on Barrington Street in Halifax. To hear past episodes of our podcast, go to bookmepodcast.ca or just pop bookme with an exclamation mark in your search engine. Book Me is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing and Arts Nova Scotia. Our producer is Robin Grant. And Lynn Fox, she dreams of recording a podcast which requires no edits. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read.